Welcome to Long Beach Locals, a podcast presented to you by Active Life, located right here in Long Beach, New York. On this podcast, we're going to be connecting you with other local businesses and the people who run them so that you can get to know their stories. In today's episode, we are talking to Kyle Savage, executive director and founder of Shining Studios, as well as a licensed real estate agent through Douglas Element. In this episode, you'll hear Kyle's story of how his love for theater opened up his doors to real estate. Like many great entrepreneurs, Kyle took advantage of the pandemic and used it as an opportunity to look into his real estate license, as well as an offer to buy a theater. He believed the city of Long Beach appreciated the arts a ton, but was lacking in the department of acting and theater. Over the last few years, he and his crew has set up plays of a large variety of famous shows and movies. The fulfillment he received when putting together an amazing show is unlike any other is how he describes it. It is more than bringing kids together, put on a show, but teaching them public speaking and confidence skills that will translate to the real world. When you enjoy this episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite platform to listen to a future podcast. If you have a business here in Long Beach and would like to be featured on a future episode of the podcast, please send an email to info at activelifelongbeach.com. We'd love to connect with you and highlight your business right here on Long Beach Locals. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to another episode of LB Locals brought to you by Active Life Long Beach. I'm your host, Justin Mosley, and today I have with me Kyle Savage. Thank you for joining us today. Of course. Thanks for having me on. This is so exciting. I really appreciate you finding the time to join us today. Um, I want to know, uh, the viewers want to know, talk to us. Who are you? What do you do? What, do you, what brings you on to our, one, another episode today? So my name is Kyle Savage, as you know, and I've lived in Long Beach for two years now, a little bit over two years, about two and a half years, and I've really liked becoming a part of the community and getting more involved and seeing everything that Long Beach has to offer. Mm. Because I moved here from Port Washington, which is totally different. Like, <laughs> like it feels like different, like opposite ends of the world. For sure. And I mean, between the culture, like the vibe, the nightlife for sure. Like mm. there's so many different things that make Long Beach special. And it's been kind of cool to navigate that and learn a little bit more about this community. Do you feel like that's what kept you around in Long Beach? Did you feel like, you, did you t- spend a lot of time here before you moved down here and everything like that? Yeah, so it's funny because in college, I went to school in Garden City. And in college, I always, whenever something was stressing me out, whenever I was feeling overwhelmed, it would just be an instinct to drive to the beach. Mm-hmm. Like come down to Long Beach and I would drive down the loop and get into Long Beach and I would just feel like, like I can breathe. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was like that sense of like, fresh air and I just felt like a sense of relief and I, I always loved coming here always what about Long Beach's community that made you want to come here and s- made it stand out so much more it's so diverse when you think about Long Beach it's so diverse and I think that's what makes it so niche you know what I mean mm-hmm. you have the locals who have been here their whole life I mean my neighbor two doors down grew up in the house that she lives at now that's cool. And like she's probably like well into her 70s. Mm. And then you have people down on the West End that are, you know, young professionals renting first time out of their homes. Then you have like young families more in the center of town starting out. Like you have a little bit of everything. And mm-hmm. it's so cool to see how you have so many different people, different backgrounds, different ages, mm. all kind of like blending together in like this really kind of like cool, unique vibey community so how do you feel 
it created your business now like you going into real estate and you going into the theater you developing this theater you're the creative director everything yeah. like that that's really cool and you're the founder of it i want we want to hear more about that Okay, so it's kind of like twofold. Do you want to talk about real estate or do you want to know more about the theater first? Let's talk about the uh, real estate first. Like, what got you into real estate? So I got into real estate during COVID, actually. Really? So during COVID, I mean, we we're all trapped in our houses. Mm -hmm. I obviously run a couple of theater programs, and theater was one of the first things that they shut down. So I remember being on my couch and being like, okay, they shut down Broadway. Like, we're screwed. Yeah, like, <laughs> calling the freaking National Guard. Like, if, Broad if Broadway's done, that means, okay, like, I'm out of work for, what, six months, a year. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And then you're literally trapped. You're literally trapped in your house. So I was living in Port at the time. My dad had just passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and thank you. And it was very, like, you know, traumatic. Obviously, we couldn't have a wake. We couldn't have a funeral. And I was like, okay, well, I can't work. I can't see friends. I can't do anything. I'm trapped in my house. So I can either, like, sit on my ass and be miserable about it and just drink, you know, three bottles of wine a day. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I could be proactive. And what's something I've always been passionate about? And I've always loved, like, houses. I've always loved real estate. Mm -hmm. I've always loved the idea of finding the perfect home. Each home has a story. So I have a lot of friends that worked for Alleman mm. that were in the industry. And one of my good friends was like, hey, like I can get you into our Manhasset office. Get your license. Go for it. And I, I think I took the test in like three weeks. Wow. I just sat there and I banged out like three weeks of courses. And then I registered for the test. And I was lucky enough to have a great job offer waiting for me at Douglas Alleman after and I just kind of jumped in and ran with it. That's awesome. I know a lot of people found like COVID to be that point of like, it, it'll make or break you. You had the option. For sure. It's either you were going to find something to do like you did. You were like, yeah. at least three weeks, I'm going to dedicate it to getting my real estate license or could have sat on your ass. You could have did nothing. Yeah. And which like a lot of, it was a traumatic for a lot of different people. Oh, Everybody sure. had a lot of different things happening, going on. And um, it played a big role and uh, more mental than physical for a majority. Oh of my people. God. I think especially people like around our age, yeah. like, you know, post-college young professional, like, you know, it, the mental health impact for so many people, I feel like was so like underrated. People were not talking about it enough. Yeah. And so many people just had their lives uprooted from them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I started two new businesses during COVID because I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like if the theater falls, like what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And that's what really drove me into real estate. And I was really lucky to find a passion and, you know, come down to Long Beach, meet a lot of people that are in that transition period in their life where they're looking for their first home or looking to get out of a rental. Mm -hmm. And it really became a good like networking opportunity for me too, moving down here. And it's interesting how, the universe works you know like you yeah. said you had you were really into theater and you didn't know what path you wanted to take but you noticed a theater uh, during covid closed down and then you took advantage of that opportunity got your real estate license took took that uh, theater and turned it into something very beautiful yeah for sure and for sure i want to hear something about the theater like what does theater mean to you like how has the theater evolved in your life and made all the wow. impacts it has you're hitting me with these hard questions. That's a hard Justin. one. I know. That's a good one. <laughs> so I started theater when I was probably 10 years old. When I was 10 years old, I started doing the theater. And I was in local productions all growing up, high school productions, community theater productions, college productions. And I always felt like it was such an escape. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the theater gives so many different opportunities to young people, 
stage presence, public speaking, confidence building, mm -hmm. articulation. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, I believe so strongly that everyone should take at least like one theater class in their life. And, you know, when I graduated college, I knew that this wasn't something that I wanted to pursue professionally. Mm -hmm. And I have friends that do it. And I have the most respect for them mm -hmm. because they are like, you know, grinding. They are going on 20 auditions a week, then waiting tables or nannying or like, you know. Hoping for that one big that thing. That one big hit. thing. Yeah. And like, that's what it takes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that just wasn't the life that I saw for myself. Yeah. But I always wanted to be involved. And I got my master's degree in education. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> a lot of people find that hard to mm -hmm. believe. But I was supposed to be a teacher. And, you know, I taught for about a year in the public school system. How was that? Um, it was interesting. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're, well, we'll, be, we'll be diplomatic about it. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting. It was not for me. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was not into the whole waking up at 6 a.m. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't even get me up before 10 a.m. For, for this, right? <laughs> Justin's like, can we film at 9? I was like, I don't make up till 10. Yeah, was like, I'm not coherent before 10. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I respect that. I understand that. But there were, there were so many things that just wasn't for me. I loved the education mm -hmm. part of it. I loved the aspect of working with kids and teaching them and all of that. But I didn't like the politics behind it. For let's, sure. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really wrap my head around that. And um, I was like, this just isn't for me. And life is too short. Mm -hmm. And I can't be that person who works for anyone else. Yeah. So I started my own company. I started my own theater company. Which is impressive, you know, especially at the age you're at. Like, a lot of people can't say that they don't. they've done that. And also going back to being a teacher and things like that. Teachers don't get appreciated the way they need to. Oh, my God. Teachers do not get appreciated. Yeah. It's crazy. They. It's wild. The best thing they have, though, is uh, holidays and summers off. That's For a, sure. a good part. But other than that, it just isn't fair that they're they're uh, treating the youth of America and they're being so overlooked. Nobody's appreciating so them. Overlooked. Their so overlooked. So um, overlooked. It's, it's crazy. But I, it just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of realized that at an early point. And I was like, let's make a change. Like, you know, like you're an entrepreneur, like you got to find your vibe and just like ride it out. Yeah. And people will start trending their way toward you. People For start. Sure. It's like a magnet when you have that yes. positive energy and people want to be around it. People want to be involved and find ways of like, what did this person do so well that I want to be or do? Exactly. Exact thing. exactly. In a humbly, a humbling way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, do you get old? Um old members of your cast reach back out to you after like years of them performing and things like that? Yeah. Did they ever follow up and say like how much it meant to them that you were with them the entire ride? For sure. I mean, what's so cool about, um, I don't think we even actually said the name of the theater. <laughs> so <laughs> it's called Shining Studios Organization. Mm -hmm. um, we're a nonprofit. And so everyone go online and make your donations. Please. Um, but yeah, we have kids, I mean, that have gone on to do off-Broadway shows. We have kids that have gone on to do modeling shoots, that have gone on to do commercials. We have students that are making their own records right now, that are working wow. on record labels. I mean, what we've been able to do is give the youth of the Long Island community like this amazing outlet mm -hmm. to not only just get on stage and do a play, but to express themselves creatively and you know, tying it into active life, I mean, the mental well-being is just as important as the physical well-being. For sure. And again, like we were saying before, so many people kind of forget that. And what the theater does and what the, the arts do 
is it gives people an outlet to be creative. To express themselves. For sure. For mm -hmm. sure. I mean, I can't imagine what like my life would have been like if I didn't have the arts or an outlet to help me handle and navigate all of those like, you know, dark times because yeah. everyone goes through that. And especially during adolescence and high school and middle school. Oh, big time. I mean, that shit's the worst. Especially if you want to express yourself. It's like if there isn't the theater, like where are ways for students to be themselves in a way like that? You yeah. Know? And I can imagine like you probably had a fair, a fair amount of stories that has been like people pulling you away from doing something you love or For sure. people telling you you're not doing the right thing and you have to follow this um, cookie cutter way of absolutely and everything like that. Absolutely. I mean, I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday that just like the norms of society like have totally changed. Right. Like we both went to school. We both got our masters. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I know I know kids that are like, you know like five to seven years younger than me that didn't go to college and they're making six figure salaries yeah. like through social media, influencing ambassadors, real estate, like because crypto. they express themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like they took a chance. They had the confidence and that's one of the things that theater does. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of our old students dropped out of school, dropped out of college after two years and is now like making records, like making like albums. That's so cool. Like you can look him up on Spotify. Like what was his name? Um, his name is six kid. Okay. Six kid on Spotify. So we'll look into that. Everybody. Yeah, we'll check him yeah. out. Check him out. Okay. A former Shining Studios alum. Do you, well, I want to hear some of the plays that you guys have had at Shining Studios. Oh gosh, I mean, we have done. If you name it, if you name it, we've done it. Wizard of Oz. Done. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> that's crazy. Shoshana, if you're watching this, Shoshana is my managing director. Okay. So I'm the founder and the executive director, and then I have a managing director who does a lot more of like the nitty gritty, like in person stuff. So I can focus on like networking and fundraising and stuff like mm. that. So she's directing a production of Wizard of Oz in two weeks. Oh, wow. It's literally the next show that opens. Okay. It opens in two weeks. Dude, this is perfect timing, and this yeah. And this was not staged. No, this was this not. Was yeah, not this staged. is news to me. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, so that opens in two weeks. That's exciting. Um, with ages six through eight. So we have 36 to eight-year-olds wow. in the production of The Wizard of Oz. How does the auditions go? How do you feel as like somebody who's going to be the one picking and choosing? How does that go? I feel like that's a, a weight yeah. on you. Yeah. It's definitely like the worst part of it. Mm -hmm. It's definitely probably like the least fun part of my job. I'm sure they're all talented. They're all very talented. I mean, when you're looking at like 10 six-year-old girls with pigtails singing Somewhere <laughs> Over the Rainbow, like how are you going to be able to say like one's cuter than the other? Like yeah. who's going to get to be Dorothy? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, what we do is we go through a motto that's called production with instruction. Mm. So it's not just about, we're not like handing kids a script and saying, okay, like go memorize your lines. We're teaching them about acting, about singing, about dance. We're teaching them all of these skill sets, confidence mm -hmm. building, public speaking, so they can then take them and apply them in the real world. And people don't realize how important that is and how, like, not just important, but how applicable it is. In oh, for theater, sure. For know? sure. Absolutely. I mean, I also run a public speaking coaching business. Oh, wow. So I'll do, I'll do stuff at Long Beach Library. I'll do workshops at the library. I work with different colleges across the island. And I have my own public speaking coaching business and consulting business. And I tell people, no matter what industry you're in, you need to know how to public speak. Easily. I mean, there's nothing that you do that you don't need to public speak. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a personal trainer, right? Yeah. Okay. So when you go to meet your first client, you don't want to be like, 
uh, timid uh, away. What, what are your fitness goals? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you want to be engaging. You want to yeah. be personable. You want to make that person feel safe. Mm-hmm. And like Understood. you want them to yeah. listen to you. And you want to listen to them. And that's what theater instills in you from such a young age. Right. So that's why I think it's so important. Like one of the many reasons. Mm-hmm. And like that's also goes into the conversation of like have you had your old castmates respond back to you, reach yeah. out again and be ask like or not just ask, tell you how much of an influence you've created on them. For sure. And also like the parents. Oh, Hearing yeah. parents like of graduating seniors or kids. I mean, I have kids that like have gone on to be like you know, student leaders, student government, like mm-hmm. all of that stuff, student council. And when you have parents like send you that email or that text, that's like, oh, like, Everything. oh, it's so nice. And it's I've so had nice. I've had stories like that too, a training oh, of sure. like having these young kids starting out as young athletes, things like that, and then excelling at the ex- highest level, going to D1 schools, making it to pros, doing things like that. And it's just looking back at like, thank you for helping me or guiding me and putting yeah. me in the right direction because anybody could have pulled me away and I would have been doing the dumbest shit in the world. And, and that's up. like the most rewarding thing, right? Yeah. Like that tax like makes it all worth it. Yeah. It makes like the stress and the heartache and like the long nights and the long yeah. hours, like no matter what field you're in, like when you're working with kids, it's always, it's never what you see. Mm-hmm. Like the hardest part isn't the instruction, right? It's everything else that comes exactly. with it. Because they come in, and it's like they come in with like a million different things, right? Mm-hmm. And then they put it all on you. So you're like mom, dad, doctor, therapist, psychiatrist, friend, yeah. guidance counselor, like all in one on top of trying to train them or to teach mm-hmm. them. And, you know, that goes back to what we were saying. Like teachers are so, so, so like coaches, teachers, directors, all yeah, of them. All of them. Yeah. So vital. Yeah. And like the development mentally of a young person. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. Anybody could instruct people to do things, yeah. but to be a real mentor and be a coach and be a leader that leads in front and really pr- does it by example and puts themselves out there on the front line is like, that's the difference maker between coaches, mentors, um, executive directors, anybody who's really in that leadership role and being able to provide such a positive influence on those. So that's awesome. For sure. Um, my follow-up question, about, since we're talking about energy right now, yeah. um, what is the energy like after the show's over? Like, everybody's done. It's finally, everybody gets the big sigh of relief. It's finally over. Yeah, so that's, I love that question. So there's this thing called, and anyone listening who's been part of a production, whether it's a dance show or a band or a theatrical production, there's this thing called post-show depression. I can and imagine. that shit is real. Yeah. Like, that shit is real. Like, you know, like, it's just kind of like you put six weeks to eight weeks to 12 weeks of your life, like, eating, breathing, like, living for this production, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're playing the songs in your head over and over. I mean, some of the things that I found myself doing for these shows, I mean, we we needed law books for a production of Legally Blonde that we did in Island Park at the uh, Greek church in Island Park a couple of months ago. And the day before the show, I'm at Long Beach Library checking out law books. Like, I didn't even have a library card before. I'm getting a library (laughs) card, checking out law books. Like, the things that everyone does to make the show happen. And then it's, like, it's so quick, right? Mm -hmm. It's essentially nine hours. Three hours per show, three days a week, and then it's over. So you have 100 hours leading up to just nine. Yeah. And then, like, it's over, and it's, like, now what? Now what? Yeah. Now what? Like, big thing. Because you see those people. You see the cast, the crew, the directors, the tech people. You see them every day for, like, three months Mm -hmm. and then it just goes to life just goes back to normal and it's like oh like you don't have rehearsal like what do you do pick up where you left off yeah 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 yeah. so it's definitely Mm -hmm. 
you know, opening night is like a rush. I can, yeah, that's I like can, a rush. Imagine, that's like yeah. the best feeling ever. Mm. And then like the second performance is usually like easy, like, okay, easy. We got it done. Let's go celebrate. And then like the last show was like, damn, like this sucks. Yeah. Like this is sad. Like now what? You know? Yeah. But it gives more energy to go to the next show. It's oh, like, for sure. We want to do it again. Let's put for on sure. a better one this time. We now got the butterflies out. I'm sure the butterflies pre-show is always yeah. insane for everybody involved. But once you finish it, and it's like, all right, I have butterflies to do the next thing now. Let's yeah. build the next show. It's a great momentum. Mm-hmm. It's a great momentum. And it's really cool because we have a group of kids that they did a show when they were 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And now they're 15. And they're like, we want to do it again. Like, we want to do that show we did when we were 10 now as teenagers because we can do it so much better. Right. Now they understand the concept. You don't have to, like, dumb it down for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where So how can people find you to be involved in the theater? They want to audition, everything sure. like that. What information can you give everybody? So we have two locations. We have one in Port Washington, which is our home-based location. And then we have one here, a satellite location. It's kind of like a pop-up location. After I moved here and talked to a lot of parents and different community members. I was like, let's like try it mm-hmm. here in Long Beach. And it was super successful. We did one show at the church here. I'm right on Park Avenue. At uh, St. Mary's? Yeah, at oh, St. Nice. Mary's of the Isle. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And then we did a second show at Island Park at Panagia. And then, so if you want to audition for any of the productions in Long Beach, you just go to our website, shiningstudios.org. It has all upcoming auditions, tickets to shows, classes, productions. We're having a huge annual gala in March. That's exciting. Which is our biggest fundraiser. It's masquerade themed. That's going to be exciting. Too. Oh, it's going to yeah. be so hot. <laughs> and like fundraisers typically are like, you know, a little stuffy, boring. Mm-hmm. This is going to be like a sexy party. There you go. So yeah. that's going to be a fun time. That's going to be fun. You're going to have to come check it out. I'll be there. I will be there. But yeah, shiningstudios.org. Check us out. You can buy tickets, everything there. And I mean, the community support has really been amazing. I can imagine. Yeah. I um, mean, I, I feel like we don't get enough theater in yes. Long Beach itself, but yes. people are appreciative of it. A thousand percent. I mean, I'm lucky that I'm very social in town. Um, maybe sometimes too social. <laughs> but I'm out at the bars, I'm out at the restaurants, and through that I've made a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. So when we announced the shows, I texted owners of restaurants and bars and, you know, delis, and I was able to raise, like, a couple of thousand dollars awesome. just through texting friends and, you know, businesses that I frequent in Playbill ads and sponsorships for the shows. And mm-hmm. that's what I think is so special because, like, I'm going to your restaurant twice a week for dinner for happy hour, and then you're supporting, like, our charity in return by doing a donation or doing a Playbill ad. Like, yeah. that's that's so special. That's what, like, I love about Long Beach. That's what community should be. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I agree. And that's where I find the most love for Long Beach is, like, if I go into a business and say, I'm the new business on the block that I want to collaborate with you and find ways for both of us to do well. For and, sure. And anything like that, they're going to throw out the first idea and be like, I love this. Let's do this. Yeah. I already have thought about it. You know, like, people already think about these things all the time i'm sure you come across people where it's like oh i was just going to mention to you i wanted to get involved with what you're doing just how you're doing right now people are so big on collab in this town yeah and i think because it is like you know a really like vibrant town this is not a dull town at all i mean there are there are some towns on long island like i can't think of one but like middle of the island towns Mm -hmm. i don't want to like Insult yeah, I'll say don't insult anybody's town i I don't want to insult anyone's (laughs) town but you know there are towns that you drive by like 
10 o'clock or 11 o'clock on a Friday. There's nothing going on. It's quiet. Yeah, quiet. It's like, black. maybe there's, like, a couple of restaurants, like, doing their last seating. Yeah. You drive by here, like, you know, Saturday night in Long Beach, like, it's popping. Oh, even like, in the winter. Even, even in the, in the winter. winter. Even in the winter. And then the next day, everyone's doing, like, yoga or, like, they're doing a class or they're at the spa. Yeah, like, yeah. there's so much stuff going on. It's such mm -hmm. a vibrant community. Yeah. And I feel like that's why, you know, the arts are so important here. And it's cool to be able to bring the arts as a part of that community. Yeah, because you're bringing in a part that is so overlooked. For like, sure. People appreciate it. People don't want to put in the time and the effort like you're doing yeah. to bring it into Long Beach. And you obviously saw you had a great turnout. People enjoyed it. People want to be involved and figure out what they can do next. And Absolutely. this is another step in the right direction. I think you're so right. I mean, there are like, what, 20 gyms on the Barrier Island. Yeah. There's like, you know, I can think of like, eight sushi restaurants yeah. right like we're so like saturated with so much stuff mm -hmm. but you know i can't think of like more than one theater do you know yeah. what i mean like so it's amazing to give kids the outlet to perform and to express themselves mm -hmm. but also the community the outlet to go and see a play mm -hmm. i mean who wants to take the train into manhattan yeah that's you can just too, go yeah. to the local church you're already here you already yeah. live here you already spend the money to be spending all this stuff to be around yeah use it a hundred percent that's 100%. awesome so I want to know one last thing. What would you like to leave the viewers off with? Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Justin with these hard questions. <laughs> if I, I want to leave the viewers off with, I guess, the fact that two things, right? Well, one for a, you know, a plug for Shining. A plug for Shining is that it really is a special community. It really is a special organization. It's awesome. If you're a parent listening, you know, hit me up. Find me on Insta, go on our website, shiningstudios.org, and let's have a conversation because I have conversations with parents all the time that are like, oh, my daughter's so shy. Oh, like, my son is so shy. Like, I don't think they'd like it. Like, it's one class. It's one show. Not everyone's going to like it, but you won't find out. You, you won't, will you'll never know. know. Yeah, you'll, you'll never, never know. know. Life is short. Mm -hmm. Take the chances. Take the leap. And that kind of, I guess, segues into the other message I want to leave off. If you're a young professional, if you're a post-college grad and you don't know what you're doing or you're kind of like in that transition period, like take a leap of faith, like take a chance, right? Anyone could be an entrepreneur. All it starts with is an idea and a vision and you try and then you fail and that sucks and then try again. Like yeah. it's, it's not that hard. Just keep trying. I mean, I had a vision and I made it come true. And then I had another vision. I made that come true. And I'm just getting started. I have like 10 more companies in my head that I want to <laughs> like bring to life. But for anyone who's like on the fence, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right move for me? Trust your gut and don't be afraid to take that chance and to be spontaneous because it could just be one chance encounter. It could be your life changing. A moment. thousand percent. Yeah. Kyle Savage, everybody, thank you so much for joining thank us today. Thank you for having me, and Justin. We're definitely going to have you again sometime. Absolutely. We'll see everyone soon. Yeah. <laughs>